Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. This episode, I'll be sharing our final fairy tale and our final story for the month of February. But don't fret, there's more in store for March. I'm going to be reading Cinderella, as it was told by the Brothers Grimm in 1812. Well, not exactly as it was told by the Brothers Grimm, because that fairy tale was more geared towards adults. I'll be reading a more age-appropriate version of Cinderella, but not quite the popular version that you're used to. Let's get started. The wife of a rich man fell sick. She felt her end was drawn near, so she called her only daughter to her. Dear child, be good and holy, she said. Then the good God will always protect you. I will look down on you from heaven and be near you. She closed her eyes and departed. Every day the maiden went out to her mother's grave and wept. She remained good. When winter came, the snow spread a white sheet over the grave. By that time next spring, the sun had drawn it in and off again. The man had taken another wife. The woman had brought with her two daughters. They were beautiful and fair of face, but hateful and black of heart. Now began a bad time for the poor stepchild. Is it the stupid goose to sit in the parlor with us? They said. He who wants to eat bread must earn it. Out with the kitchen, wench. They took their pretty clothes away from her, put an old gray bedgown on her, and gave her wooden shoes. Just look at the proud princess, how decked out she is. They cried and laughed. They led her into the kitchen. There she had to do hard work from morning till night. She got up before daybreak to carry water, light fires, cook, and wash. Besides this, the sisters did every imaginable injury. They mocked her and emptied her peas and lentils into the ashes. She was forced to sit and pick them out again. When she had to work until she was weary, she had no bed. She had to sleep by the hearth in the cinders. On account of that, she always looked dusty and dirty. They called her Cinderella. The father was once going to fair. He asked the two stepdaughters what he should bring back for them. Beautiful dresses, said one. Pearls and jewels, said the second. And you, Cinderella, what will you have, said he. Father, break off for me the first branch that knocks against your hat on your way home. So he bought dresses, pearls, and jewels for his stepdaughters. On his way home, on a hazel twig brushed against his hat and knocked it off as he rode through a thicket. He broke off the branch and took it with him. When he reached home, he gave his stepdaughters the things that they had wished for. To Cinderella, he gave her the branch from the hazel bush. Cinderella thanked him. She went to her mother's grave and planted the branch on it. She wept so much that her tears watered it. It grew and became a handsome tree. Three times a day, Cinderella sat beneath it to weep and pray. A little white bird always came to the tree. If Cinderella expressed a wish, the bird threw down to her what she had wished for. Then the king gave orders for a three-day festival. All the beautiful young girls in the county were invited, in order that his son might choose a bride for himself. When the two stepsisters heard that they were 
to appear among the girls, they were delighted. They called Cinderella and said, Comb our hair for us, brush our shoes, and fashion our buckles. We are going to the festival at the king's palace. Cinderella obeyed but wept. She would have liked to go with them to the dance. She begged her stepmother to allow her to go. You, the stepmother said, covered in dust and dirt as you are. You have no clothes or shoes, and yet you would dance? Cinderella went on asking. The stepmother said at last, I have emptied a dish of lentils into the ashes for you. If you pick them out again in two hours, you shall go with us. The maiden went through the back door into the garden. She called, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds beneath the sky, come and help me pick the good into the pot and the bad into the crop. Then two white pigeons came in by the kitchen window, and then the turtle doves, and at last all the birds beneath the sky. They came whirling and crowding in delight, and alighted among the ashes. The pigeons nodded their heads and began to pick, 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 pick. The rest began to pick, 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 and gathered all the good grains into the dish. Hardly an hour had passed before they had finished, and all flew out again. The girl took the dish to her stepmother and was glad. She now believed that she would be allowed to go to the festival. But her stepmother said, No, Cinderella, you have no clothes, and you cannot dance. You would only be laughed at. Cinderella cried at this. The stepmother said, if you can pick two dishes of lentils out of the ashes for me in an hour, you shall go with us. The stepmother thought that she most certainly cannot do it. When the stepmother had emptied the two dishes of lentils among the ashes, the maiden went into the garden. She cried, You tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all the birds beneath the sky come. Help me pick the good in the pot and the bad in the crop. Then two white Pigeons came in the kitchen window, and then the turtle doves. At length, all the birds beneath the sky, whirling and crowding in and alighted among the ashes. The doves nodded their heads and began to pick, 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 and the others began to pick, 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 and gathered all the good seed into the dishes. Before half an hour was over, they had already finished and flew out again. The maiden was delighted. She carried the dish to her stepmother, for she believed she might now be able to go to the festival. All this will not help, said the stepmother. You cannot go with us, for you have no clothes and you cannot dance. We would be ashamed of you. She turned her back on Cinderella and hurried away and her two proud daughters, with her two proud daughters. No one was home now. Cinderella went to her mother's grave beneath the hazel tree. She cried, Shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold thrown down over me. Then the bird threw down to her a gold and silver dress and slippers embroidered with silk and silver. She put on the dress with all speed and went to the festival. Her stepsisters and stepmother did not know her. They thought she must be a foreign princess, for she looked so beautiful in the golden dress. They never once thought of Cinderella. The prince approached her, took her by the hand, and danced with her. He would dance with no other maiden and never let loose of her hand. If any one else came to invite her, he said, This is my partner. She danced till it was evening, and then she wanted to go home. The king's son said, I will go with you and keep you company. 
He wished to see to whom the beautiful maiden belonged. She escaped him, however, and sprang into the pigeon house. The king's son waited until her father came. Then the prince told him the unknown maiden had leaped into the pigeon house. The old man thought, can it be Cinderella? He had an axe brought to him so that he might chop the pigeon house to pieces. No one was inside. When they got home, Cinderella lay in her dirty clothes among the ashes. A dim little oil lamp was burning on the mantel. Cinderella had jumped quickly down from the back of the pigeon house and run to the hazel tree. There she had taken off her beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave. The bird had taken them away again. The next day the festival began afresh, and her parents and stepsisters had gone once more. Cinderella went to the hazel tree. She said, Shiver and quiver, my little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Then the bird threw down a much more beautiful dress than the previous day. When Cinderella appeared at the festival in this dress, everyone was astonished at her beauty. The king's son had waited until she came and instantly took her by the hand. He danced with no one but her. When others came to invite her, he said, This is my partner. When evening came, she wished to leave. The king's son followed her to see which house she went. But she sprang away from him and into the garden behind the house. There stood a beautiful tall tree on which hung the most magnificent pears. She clambered like a squirrel between the branches so the king's son did not know where she had gone. The prince waited until her father came. He said, The unknown maiden has escaped from me. I believe she climbed up the pear tree. The father thought, can it be Cinderella? He had an axe brought and he cut the tree down, but there was no one in it. When they went into the kitchen, Cinderella lay among the ashes. She had jumped down on the other side of the tree and had taken the beautiful dress to the bird on the hazel tree. On the third day, when her parents and sisters had gone away, Cinderella went once more to her mother's grave. She said to the little tree, Shiver and quiver, my little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Now the bird threw down to her a dress more splendid and more magnificent than any she had worn yet, and the slippers were golden. When she went to the festival in the dress, no one knew how to speak for their amazement. The king's son danced with her only. If anyone invited her to dance, the king said, Well, come on, what did he say? You guys know I've said it twice already. This is my partner. Good job. When the evening came, Cinderella wanted to leave. The king's son was anxious to go with her, but she escaped from him so quickly he could not follow her. The king's son, however, had made a plan. He had the whole staircase smeared with tar. When the maiden ran it down, her left slipper remained stuck. The prince picked it up. It was small, dainty, and golden. The next morning, he went with it to the father. No one shall be my wife but she whose foot fits this golden slipper, he said. The two stepsisters were glad, for they had pretty feet. The eldest went with the shoe into her room and wanted to try it on, but she could not get her big toe in it. The shoe was too small for her. Her mother gave her a knife and said, Cut the toe off. When you are queen, you will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut her toe off and forced her foot into the shoe. She swallowed the pain and went out to the king's son. The prince took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. However, they had to pass the grave. There was the hazel tree 
There on the hazel tree sat two pigeons, they cried. Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe is too small for her, the true bride waits for you. The prince looked at her foot and saw how blood was trickling from it. He turned his horse around and took the false bride back home. He said she was not the true one and that the other sister was the one to put the shoe on. This one went into her chamber and got her toes safely in the shoe, but her heel was too large, so her mother gave her a knife. Cut a bit off of your heel, she said. When you are queen, you will have no more need to go on foot. The maiden cut off a bit of her heel and forced her foot into the shoe. She swallowed the pain and went out to the king's son. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode away with her. But when they passed the hazel tree, the two pigeons cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, there's blood within the shoe. The shoe is too small for her. The true bride waits for you. The prince looked down at the foot and saw the blood running out of the shoe. It was it stained her stockings quite red. He turned his horse and took the false bride home again. This is also not the right one, he said. Have you no other daughters? There's still a scrawny kitchen lass that my first wife left. She cannot possibly be the bride, said the man. The king's son said he was to send her to him. The stepmother answered, Oh, no, she's much too dirty. She cannot show herself. But the prince absolutely insisted on it, and Cinderella had to be called. Cinderella first washed her hands and face clean. When she bowed down before the king's son, he gave her the golden shoe. She seated herself on a stool. She drew her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe and put it into the slipper. It fit like a glove. When the king's son looked at her face, he recognized the beautiful maiden who had danced with him. That is my true bride, he cried. The stepmother and the two sisters were horrified and became pale with rage. The prince took Cinderella on his horse and rode away with her. As they passed the hazel tree, the two white doves cried, Turn and peep, turn and peep, no blood in the shoe. The shoe's not too small for her. The true bride rides with you. They came flying down and placed themselves on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right and the other on the left. They remained sitting there. When the wedding of the king's son was to be celebrated, the two false sisters came. They wanted to get into favor with Cinderella and share her good fortune. When the bridal couple went to the church, the elder sister was at the right and the younger sister at the left. The pigeons pecked out one eye from each of them. Afterwards, as they came back, the elder was at the left and the younger on the right. Then the pigeons pecked out the other eye of each. Thus, they were punished for their wickedness and falsehood with blindness for all their days. Thank you so much for joining me in my library for the reading of this story of Cinderella. I know that this version is a lot different than the fairy tale happy ending Disney version of Cinderella, but I do like this version. I think it teaches us a really, really, really good lesson. If you have to cut part of your foot off to get it in a shoe, it's definitely not worth it. Uh, maybe that's not the lesson. It is a good lesson to learn. Maybe the lesson is... If you have to cut part of your foot off to get someone to like you, they're probably not worth it. 
yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Basically, be yourself, tell the truth, and obey your parents unless your mom tells you to cut your toe off, okay? I, I don't know where I'm going with this if I'm being honest, but what we can learn from this story is that you should be nice to people and you should always tell the truth. And if you have to cut your foot off to get it to fit in a shoe so that a boy will like you, just don't even do it. Anyway, I'm sad that this is our final reading for the month of February, but you know what? We have many more months in the year 2020, and I've got some special stories coming for you in March. As always, if you have story suggestions, email me at antijojoslibrary at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.